Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, wherever you're tuning in already across our SEN network via the app. Thank you for joining us on another busy one. It's always busy, isn't it? I mean, we're meant to be in that sort of limbo period where cricket's kind of, you know, petering out after the tests and footy, we're waiting for it to all start. No, 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 no. This is coming at us thick and fast. So you've got plenty to join the conversation about today. Uh, The forecast for Sydney, partly cloudy and 28 degrees, although it looks pretty nice and it's going to stay that way for the rest of the working week. On the sporting menu today, now we will dig in to what's been happening at Melbourne Park and what's going to continue to happen today. But what about the luck of the draw? Sometimes, folks, in the world of sport, you just get the luck of the draw against you. You just come up against the best of the best at their best. And last night, that was Alex Demonor against Novak Djokovic. So the luck of the draw, the demon runs into the joker on his side of the draw at a time when Djokovic, with no dramas on that leg, by the way, absolutely no dramas, just hits his peak. That's scary. Sometimes you just got to wear it. Cricket. How's the luck of the draw in BBL? If you're the Scorchers, Strikers, Thunder and Hurricanes over the last four to five days or week, you run into Steve Smith. I mean, you get to the very end of the BBL season and the luck of the draw has Stephen Smith against you for four matches in a row and he goes party time against all of them. And in particular, the strikers and the thunder, and he did it again last night, was on the way to another century. We'll dive into that. And the luck of the draw in rugby league is not a good one because the NRLW players are currently running into no one. Did you hear this morning with Jimmy and Jaleesa, Jamie Soward on breakfast and what he had to say about how the season is going nowhere fast? As a coach of the St. George Illawarra Dragons NRLW team, he's coaching no one. He's got no players. He's heading off to work to pick up the phone and speak to prospective players and players that don't have contracts. They don't know what the future is going to hold. It goes on and on and on. We want to dig into that a little bit further because it's a scary prospect of where the NRLW in all of this fight between the Players Association and the NRL is currently sitting. Now, take away the pay factor, take away... Who's running the, the negotiations? Take all that off the table and put it solely, and I said this yesterday, at some stage the women's game issue will have to come to the fore. And as I was driving into work this morning, listening to the breakfast show, well, I almost drove off the road hearing Sowie talk about what job he's got at the moment, which is unfortunately amateur hour. I mean, it is going back so many years. The game is being set back by a number of years simply because these negotiations drag on and the NRLW is in complete limbo. We spoke to Josh Mansour yesterday as a player who was at the back end of his career, admittedly, is still in limbo. Every single NRLW player 
is currently in limbo. We're going to dig into that in uh, just a few moments' time. The hot topic this morning, can you add some Ds to the Demons' defeat last night? He's been deflated. He was demolished. He was demoralised. He was de last night. Talk about running in to somebody in the luck of the draw. So this is how it played out, folks. Novak Djokovic defeated Alex Dimonor 6-2, It was over in just over two hours, two hours and six minutes. The Joker hit 26 winners to Dimonor's nine. I mean, every single stat here tells you of just how good Novak Djokovic was playing last night. He broke the Aussie serve six times. He just dropped five games, as you know, along the way in those three sets. It was as good as it gets from a man who's won 21 major titles and nine of these Australian Opens. He doesn't lose too many matches at Melbourne Park, but he also doesn't motor through with the kind of perfection that he delivered on song last night. That was right up there with one of the very, very best. One of the most dominant performances of Novak's career anywhere, let alone here in Melbourne, where he has been the finest of all time. He is the master of Melbourne, and he may well go on to master it for a tenth time. Is anyone going to beat Novak when he's in that kind of form? No, nobody. That Talk about the luck of the draw. If Alex is on the other side, (laughs) he doesn't see that until... Hopefully, if you go the whole way, because Novak will be in the final off the back of that. So, Alex, the 23-year-old in his sixth Australian Open was just no match there. It's the second year that he's been knocked out in the fourth round at the Australian Open, which is a great achievement. He was trying to equal his best ever major performance. He made the quarterfinals of the US back in 2020, but just couldn't go that way this time around. It was... Well, I I don't say it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch as an Aussie seeing an Australian get knocked out of their home slam. And also because you know that Demonor wanted to put up a bigger fight. Now, if Novak Djokovic was playing at 70% and the Demon was spraying them left, right and centre and wasn't up for the fight, then you'd say it was hard to watch. But his performance was... was he, He was up for this match. He was just never going to beat a better player who's playing at his best. Here's what the Aussie had to say after that match. Yeah. Just, uh, if anything, just a little bit disappointed. Um, you know, I didn't give much, you know, for for the crowd to cheer on. You know, I think came up against a very good opponent with a very high level today. But, yeah, there's uh, lots of things to improve for me um, if I want to take the next step. See, that's hard. That's, I mean, you, you cop an ex- absolute spanking and then you've got to go and, and somehow explain uh, your disappointment, your disappointment. So Djokovic's quest for a 10th Australian Open continues. That's his 25th straight win at the Australian Open. So he's one behind the record of 26 by Andre Agassi. As we know, he's he's now done that, what, twice in the, in the cycle of since he's been coming out here. 25 straight wins. It's his 13th quarterfinal at Melbourne Park, his 54th Grand Slam event quarterfinal, and he now plays 
Andre Rublev. Did you see Nick Kyrgios diving in on Twitter just at the back end of that? He said, watching Novak tonight makes me feel good about my tennis in general. How have I beaten this guy? I saw that just before I went to bed and I thought, why on earth does Nick Kyrgios have to tell us that he beat Novak Djokovic after Alex Dimonor's just had his pants pulled down? John Millman, who was in commentary last night on the Nine coverage, said, I'm happy to have gotten three games against him at Queen's. <laughs> Different planet tennis. As we know, Nick Kyrgios has been in hospital, so maybe he was on the gear when he was uh, tweeting that one. So Andre Rublev defeats Holger Rune. Um, in an epic that went 11-9 in the fifth set decider. Rublev is now into his second quarterfinal at the Australian Open. He's never made a semifinals, uh, the semifinals at a Grand Slam tournament. So if you're Andre Rublev and you've just seen what Novak Djokovic has been up to or you know what Novak Djokovic is doing at the moment, how on earth do you go about trying to beat him? I don't know. I know that Novak is a very tough player to be, especially on the slams. Uh, he have, I don't know, yeah, best experience to, to win this kind of matches. And he's one of the best in history. So the only, the only sh- chance I have is if I play my best tennis and uh, just fight for every ball. And that's it. That's the only chance. Is his best going to be enough? You'd be hoping that hamstring is dodgy, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd be trying to, trying to sort of, you know, put the, the voodoo doll pins into the Novak doll at night to try. And, and did you note the, the deep breath? That's Andre Rublev going, oh, dear. If I'm up against that, then I'm going to have to go to next level tennis as well. And that's what it's all about. Tommy Paul beat Roberto Bautista Agut 7-5 in the fourth set. He's never made it or had never made it to the fourth round at the Oz Open. So... He will play Ben Shelton in the quarters. The rise of the U.S. players on the men's side in particular has been quite stunning to watch, and their youngsters as well, because Shelton beat J.J. Wolf. That one went five sets. He's the first American male under the age of 21 to reach a quarterfinal at a Grand Slam event since Andy Roddick back in 2003. And the post-Andy Roddick situation in tennis for the American males has been very, very difficult. But now there's another wave coming through. There are three Americans in the quarterfinals. Shelton, Paul, they'll play each other, and Sebastian Corder, who is under the American flag, obviously, now. So there you go. Three Americans left in the quarterfinals. Can you see anybody beating Novak? Is it just one of those things where you have to dip your lid and say, you are better than me tonight? Let me know your thoughts. 0457 736 736. The women's fourth round wins to Arena Sabalenka. Magda Lynette scored an update, uh, an, a surprise win rather, over Caroline Garcia, the fourth seed. Donna Vekic also won through, and Carolina Pliskova victory as well in 55 minutes. That one, six love, six four against Shui Zhang. The schedule for today. Uh, so we move to the quarterfinals today, not before 12.30. There'll be a doubles match first up on uh, centre court on Rod Laver Arena. Elena Rybakina will take on Yelena Ostapenko. And then from 2 o'clock after or after 2 o'clock, it'll be Karen Hutchinov against Sebastian Corder. The night session, 
The women are up first. Jess Pagula against Victoria Azarenka and then Stefano Tsitsipas against Yuri Lahechka from uh, the Czech Republic. So that's the lineup tonight, uh, this afternoon and tonight. In cricket, the Sydney Sixers beat Hobart last night by 24 runs at Blundstone Arena. The Sixers 5 for 180, the Hurricanes 8 for 156. It's the sixth straight win for the Sydney Sixers, and they rested their spinners, Todd Murphy and Socky, in that match. But Steve Smith was at it again. 66 off 33 balls. 24 sixes in his four innings. <laughs> the guy has gone ballistic. Most by a player, most sixes by a player in the BBL this season. He's only played four matches. And he's hit it over the boundary rope 24 times. He was 34 runs short last night of becoming the first player to hit three straight T20 centuries. Ben Dwarshus, a surprise cameo, 30 off 14. So the Sixers get another win. And Sean Abbott, with two for 32, becomes the first player to 150 BBL wickets. 25 wickets in 13 games, one ahead of AJ Ty, and they'll go against each other, as we know, on Saturday in Perth. Now, I'm going to get Brooksy in a little bit later to do this because here's the ladder with three games remaining. Scorchers on top, then it's the Sixers, the Heat, Renegades and Thunder. That's your top five. Then we've got the Strikers, Hurricanes and Stars, six, seven and eight. As I mentioned, three matches still to go. The Renegades have the Strikers tonight. The Hurricanes have the Heat and the Stars, the Thunder tomorrow. So still a bit to play out, but we know what one and two is. Are you a fan of the BBL final system? And more importantly, do you understand the BBL final system? So we're going to talk our way through it this morning because we'll start with the Eliminator this Friday. Then it goes into the Qualifier. Then it goes into the Knockout. Then it goes into the Challenger. And then we end up with the final. So it's a long and complicated way to get there, but Brooksy will talk us through that this morning. Uh, you might want to grab an ice pack to get, not, not because of Brooksy, but because of the way that it... <laughs> way that it pans out. I mean, it makes sense and it adds excitement to it. But when you try and work it out, you did get an ice cream headache trying to pick your way through it. The West Tigers have signed Brandon Wakeham. So a one-year deal, which give them uh, gives them depths in the halves for Luke Brooks and Adam Dewey. They've, of course, lost Jock Jackson Hastings to the Newcastle Knights and Jock Madden to the Broncos. He's played only eight NRL games in each of the past two seasons. So 25 games for the Doggies and was captain of the Bulldogs New South Wales Cup team that went down to the Panthers in the grand final. So there are short-term deals to be done, aren't there, still in the NRL for those players that can get it done. And we referenced this yesterday when we were speaking to Josh Mansell, who's currently trying to get some sort of deal, whether it's short-term, long-term, he'll take any term if he can stay in the NRL. Marty Tapau's done a one-year deal and this uh, with the Broncos – and now Wakeham's done his one-year deal with the West Tigers. So there are deals to be done. Not if you're an NRLW player. Because at the moment, there is no competition that we know about on offer. Uh, coaches can't even coach their players. And like I said, I'll play you what Jamie Soward said to breakfast a little bit earlier this morning. Because it's worrying. I think it's a real worry for the state of the women's game. And especially where the women's game has come from and is at right now but they're in danger of going back down the tube because of the situation that the game's players male and female 
find themselves in against the game's headquarters. It's scary stuff. In football this morning, Tottenham have beaten Fulham 1-0. So Harry Kane scored his 199th goal in his 300th appearance. 199 from 300 games. And Frank Lampard has been sacked as Everton manager. Nine losses in their past 12 matches. Currently on 15 points in 19th position. They are brutal when it comes to managers over there. We will cover the world of boxing as well. We've got plenty for us to talk about this morning. 0457 736 736. Tim, we can start this if you want about the Grand Slam event and the major. Um, Matthew, thank you. So this is first up. First text of the morning was from Tim. Hearing you calling the Australian Open a major and not a Grand Slam is refreshingly correct. Uh, We've been through this, Tim. We've been through this. Yes, it is a Grand Slam event. It's one of four Grand Slam events. You win all four, you win the Grand Slam, right? Let's be really clear about that. It's a major. You will hear the players, and we heard this morning from Andre Rublev, refer to it as a slam. He said, when you hear it, the slams, this is how it plays out. So there's a little bit of looseness, if you like, Tim, around that. But I certainly know the difference between a Grand Slam event and the Grand Slam itself. So we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of it. It's either a slam, really, in slang language, it's a major, or it's a Grand Slam event. Rod Laver's the man who knows about winning the Grand Slam. He has done it twice. It's 20 minutes after 9 o'clock, 0457 736 736 is the text line. Give us a call this morning, one 300 1170